Hey, Katie G, what's your favorite beach that you have ever been to? Oh, it's a beach in California. Well, California has a lot of beaches, so you're going to have to be a little more Pacific than that. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome to Two Environmental Girls. And today we are going to be discussing beach erosion and coastal erosion. I would first like to introduce my co-host, Hannah, an environmental and geography double major with a peace and justice minor. She can really do it all. Thank you, Katie G. And don't sell yourself short. Katie is also a double major in environmental science and geography, and she's completing a minor in classics. I think that's pretty impressive. But enough about us. I think it's time to give the people what they want. I'm talking beach talk. I have just a fun fact to start us off today. Did you know that the longest beach in the world is Priya do Casino in Brazil? It's 158 miles long and runs from the seaport of Rio Grande all the way down to Uruguay. I certainly did not, and I imagine our listeners at home probably didn't. But, Katie, for those at home that might not be familiar with coastal erosions, what is it? Coastal or beach erosion is the loss of coastal land due to the removal of sediments and bedrock. According to Eric Bird and Nick Lewis, some of the main causes of beach erosion are the interception of longshore drift by man-made structures, increased wave energy from storms and submergence. Man-made structures are often built on barrier islands that naturally move and shift with the currents. Man-made structures interfere with these natural processes. Large storms and hurricanes can move massive amounts of sediment. And overall, as sea levels rise, we will continue to lose our coast. Wait, if our beaches and shorelines are washing away and might cease to exist one day, doesn't that mean bad news for us? Our beaches help protect the coast as sand dunes are natural storm protections. Beaches are also a huge part of the economy. They bring in a large amount of money through tourism and recreation. Don't forget, Hannah, that beaches have been around long before human development. Beaches served as critical habitat for many organisms like seabirds, crustaceans, and turtles. So you're telling me Oh, hi, Jonathan. We didn't even know you were here today. Well, of course, beaches are more than just for your enjoyment. They clearly provide storm protection, are a great source for local economies, are sources of entertainment and recreational activity, and are habitats for both terrestrial and marine organisms, which all sound pretty important to me. Wait, that is so cool. I definitely see the beaches in a new light now. Sorry about that brief interruption, listeners. Beaches are so much more than just the sand we play in. The ecosystem includes transitional and intertidal zones, which include other habitats like seagrass and coral reefs. Wait, Katie, aren't we taking a class that talks all about seagrasses and coral reefs? In GEV 4320, Oceans in the Anthropocene, we learned about how seagrasses are biogenetic habitats, can store carbon, actually defend coastlines, filter toxins, and even remove plastics, while coral reefs are the epicenter of the marine biodiversity and might even be the key to solving climate change. Yeah, you're right, Hannah, but don't forget corals are at risk of going extinct and have the least amount of research actually done on them. The ocean is so large and we still know so little about it. Then what do we know? Well, according to this study published in 2007 by Dr. Francis Galgano, stabilizing inlets can cause beach erosion. When a hurricane hit Ocean City, Maryland in 1933, it created an inlet, or a pathway between the ocean and an enclosed body of water like a bay. After the hurricane, the Army Corps of Engineers stabilized the inlet with concrete jetties. However, it seems like the inlet has done more harm than good. 
since the inlet has been stabilized, the northern end of Assateague Island has moved landward by three island widths. This is because the curation of the inlet and the jetties has interrupted the natural flow of sand. Instead of the sand flowing down from the north and being deposited onto Assateague Island shores, it's getting trapped at the inlet. I feel like humans are often the cause of beach erosion. Eric Bird and Nick Lewis have looked at many cases of erosion of beaches, and one they highlight is that of the Nile Delta located in the lower region of Egypt. This delta has many sandy beaches from sediment being delivered by the Nile River for centuries. Yet this delta is at threat. Barge construction beginning as early as 1902 and the completion of the Aswan High Dam in 1964 has prevented healthy amounts of sedimentation to reach the delta. Erosion and lack of replenishment has caused the coastline to retreat as much as 120 meters a year. Yeah, exactly. We might not know everything about the ocean, but more and more data is being collected every day and are finding out more and more about the destruction humans cause, which leads us into our brief advertisement. Hannah, take it away. Have you guys ever heard of the movie Jaws? This generation-defining movie was released in 1975 and is based off a novel written by Peter Benchley. Everyone believes the main plot of the movie is hunting the great white shark who killed the young boy off the shore of Amity Island. What they don't know is the movie is trying to highlight human disruption to natural ecosystems. There are too many humans developing in this small beach town preventing natural processes to occur. The great white shark just wants to ensure that their home is safe. This is the shark's world and we're just living in it. We're back. I highly recommend seeing Jaws. It is by far one of my favorite movies and it is a great advocate for protecting beaches and marine animals. Katie, I have a question for you. Earlier before the break, you mentioned a jetty in the Ocean City, Maryland study. What is a jetty? A jetty is a form of beach erosion prevention. A jetty is a perpendicular structure near an inlet that prevents the inlet from moving and sediment de deposition into the inlet. So sort of like a seawall? Well, a seawall is another example of a way to prevent beach erosion. Seawalls are vertical stone or concrete walls that prevent erosion and deflect waves. There are also groins. Groins are similar to jetties. They are structures perpendicular to the shore that intercept longshore sand movement and help maintain beach levels. Oh, so like when I visited Point Pleasant, New Jersey two summers ago and they were digging up sand far out of the shore and pumping it back on the beach? Well, yes, that's beach nourishment. Is it also like rock armor, which takes the brunt force of storm surges, or maybe similar to sand dunes, which can be natural or man-made and provide protection from high wind speeds, or even offshore structures, which slow down wave activity before they even approach the shore and provide sand deposition, replenishing the beaches instead of deteriorating them? Right again, Hannah. Are you sure you don't know what beach erosion prevention is? Oh, I might have a slight idea of the best practices for beach nourishment. Oh lordy. We'll keep that we'll keep in mind that these methods don't always work, like seen in the Ocean City, Maryland case. Sometimes they do work best when multiple are implemented. I'll keep that in mind. Hi, I'm back. What can I do as an adamant listener of the podcast and a beach lover? Well, Jonathan, I would suggest getting involved with or donating to foundations like the Surfrider Foundation. They aim to protect and conserve shorelines. 
I would also recommend being eco-friendly. It costs nothing to do the right thing. Eliminating the use of single-use plastic, wearing reef-safe sunscreen, and making sure to leave no trash behind are just some examples of how to keep our beaches clean and safe. So what did we discuss in today's segment? Well, we went over what coastal and beach erosion is, the importance of maintaining beaches, we learned of some marine habitats, looked at a few beach and coastline erosion studies, and dove into beach restoration and protection practices. There is so much more to learn about our coastlines and we are just brushing the surface. I think this is a good stopping point for today. I agree. Thank you to our surprise guest, Jonathan, a surprise for you guys and us too. Thanks for sticking with us for this long as we discuss beach erosion. Make sure to check the next podcast segment in Tales of the Ocean Anthropocene, which will be about dolphins in the Gulf of Mexico post the BP oil spill, discussed by Gillen and Marie. I hope you guys learned a lot today. This has been Hannah and Katie G. See you next week.